Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Blended Life. (laughs) Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Hi, guys. We are The Blended Life. And if you're watching us live, we have a new studio. Welcome. Welcome. Tonight. We don't know what to do with our hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Okay, tonight's topics. Um, we're going to talk about the kids a lot tonight. Okay. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about what to do when your kids don't like your girlfriend or boyfriend or your spouse. Or, you know. The kids don't know I have a girlfriend or boyfriend. I know. Yeah. Um, how, to do, how to deal with your... When your kids are struggling after divorce and to accept yeah. that you're moving on. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about extracurricular activities. Yeah. Something I am very passionate about. Okay. Um, and then birthdays, if we have time, how we do birthdays in our family, some ideas. We get a lot of questions about that. And then what do you do when you're at your wits end and your blended family? <laughs> how do you stay when you want to walk away? Yeah, because, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> what? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so where are we starting out? So um, how to introduce the idea of dating okay. to your kids. Yeah. So we had a gentleman write in um, an email and He's newly divorced. He's kind of like you're my situation where both kind of felt he's dating a girl, a woman. Hopefully it's a woman, not a little girl. He's dating a woman and they are, you know, divorced at the same time, kind of fallen into that friendship because they're going through it together. Yeah. Ish. And his kids aren't dumb and he knows my kid, you know, he knows his kids aren't dumb, but it's just the divorce is really new and he doesn't, he's stuck kind of on how to introduce the idea of dating to his kids. Yeah. I think he's very well, first worried off, do, about that. Do you know what the kids ages are? If I had the email, I don't know if he said it in the email or not. Um, but I think whatever their ages are, kids are very intuitive and kids are very in tune to their parents, especially kids of divorce. Yeah. And that kind of, and it, you know, even though I'm asking, it kind of doesn't matter at what age. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're so trying they to make sense of their world and right. trying to adjust and everything they knew is now not. And so kids are always like super listening in, super see things that you wouldn't think they would see. Right. I think that's just part of having kids yeah. after divorce. So what do you think? How do you think about introducing you know, kids to that idea? I don't think that it's a good idea to tell the kids, hey, we're dating. You know, hey, this is my new girlfriend or anything. I think it's a better idea, and this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. to just slowly start introducing them to the situation and bringing you know, you're this new person around just little by little, you know, we've talked about this on other podcasts, you know, not just overnight or right off the bat, you know, but slowly start introducing them and let the kids warm up and let this new person warm up to the kids and let it kind of happen naturally. Yeah. I wrote him back a little bit. I told him we were going to talk tonight. So if you're listening, um, thank you for writing us and trusting us with your story. Um, But I wrote him back a little bit saying, this is my opinion, but we'll talk about it. I think that kids really need the truth and kids know when you're lying. They know 
when they, especially when they want to know something and you're not giving them an answer. Now, sometimes it's not appropriate to give kids answers, but I suggested that, and I think they're older now that I'm remembering right. the email. I suggested that he take each of his kids out one-on-one. Don't do it together. Have individual conversations with each of them. And I said, you know, I would share with them your heart about where you're at okay. and what your wishes are for the future. And then he needs to allow his kids to also express where they're at and their hearts on the situation. And he's an adult. He's the parent. Obviously, kids aren't going to dictate, you know, if he wants to date or not. Right. He will do what he's going to do. But I think that kids respect and want to be heard. And I think that that would go a far it would go far with them if he had the respect for them enough to sit down and have an honest conversation with them each yeah um about dating and just be like i just think honesty is always super important and kids get frustrated when you're sidestepping i get frustrated too i'm still a giant child but you know <laughs> when people try to sidestep something or they omit things you get this sense that they're not being truthful with you. Right. And that creates a little bit of distrust okay. and makes you feel a little bit unsafe. Did you have this conversation with your kids when you and I first started dating or how did that go? Well, we yeah, didn't. I'm going to adjust you a little bit thanks. here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't I didn't set you up thanks. very well with the lighting here because you weren't oh, here. Oh, is that better? <laughs> well, mm. now you don't have a big mustache across your face. <laughs> I Some apologize. people like mustaches. I like a little mustache. Anyways. Um, uh, I didn't, I don't, I mean, I, uh, every question my kids ever asked me, I answered honestly. Okay. You know, why aren't you and dad together anymore? They don't ask me, they know. Yeah. Um, and appropriate answers, But did right? you ever just flat out tell them, like, this is my boyfriend, we're dating now? Like, was that, con- did that conversation get had? Or? I think so, but they were so young, like, you know, and, and with us. I'm like, they were, what, two and seven? But we didn't date then. Right. That's when we started hanging out, though. So... Yeah, but you weren't my boyfriend. Right. We weren't dating. Right. We weren't in that headspace. Right. So when you started hanging out, there wasn't really much to tell. Okay. Other than you were a friend. We were, you know, hanging out because you're a new friend and you and I, I did tell them that we had a lot in common. Yeah. You know, and I think that the, it was a really slow progression with you and I. It totally was. So it's different than when you're newly divorced and then you're dating. Mm. That wasn't our story. Um, we just happened to end up together in the end of a friendship, but, um, no. So I, I, in, in my case, you know, I, it was so slow that the kids saw and knew and it was a very natural progression, but. And I really like that. I, that's one thing that I really do like about our blended family is that it did slowly progress and the kids were part of that progression. You know, we didn't just throw them in and be like, hey, you have no say in this. Not that they have a say in it anyways, but we didn't really leave the the discussion there. You know, they saw it happen. They were a part of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have that conversation with your kids? No, I didn't. You know, and probably for the same reasons. You know, it was just it slowly turned into that. Yeah, but I think that if if I felt the need or you felt the need to have such a conversation right. that you would have and I would have. Right. And so it seems like this dad is really wanting something to happen and really feeling the need. And yeah. I think that anytime you have a, a gut feeling or an intuition feeling that you, you know, that you want something to happen, you need to address it with your kids. Right. Um, and be honest, age appropriately honest. But I don't think there's a good time. I mean, timing's everything, but I think, you know, make it a nice outing. Do something that they like to do. Go to a coffee shop or a restaurant or a fast food place or a park that they like to be at. Right. Um, Set yourself up for a good conversation. Maybe not when they're hungry. Maybe feed them first. You know, (laughs) they're teenagers. (laughs) Let them make sure they have sleep. Um but that that was like kind of my thought on okay. that, how to introduce dating is you just have to be like, this is my heart. This yeah. is where I'm at. You know what? And maybe don't let, I mean, unless the kids just fight you right off the bat, don't let the kids have a lot of say in it. Let them know this is it. This is how it's going to be. This is who I'm choosing. 
you know, and don't let it be just, you know, some guy or some girl that you met at the bar last night. And, hey, now we're dating. And, you know, but if you guys have been hanging out, you've been talking, you're serious about one another, you know, and, and this is something that is going to evolve, you know, to something much bigger, hopefully one day, then start having those conversations. Yeah. And it's unnecessary to have conversations if you're just dating to get laid. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to bring the kids there? I mean, that's the... Well, I mean, I think that you, if you just want to date to... I don't think you need to be like, listen, I need to get laid really bad. So I'm going to go date now and you guys are going to see people around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not appropriate. Yeah. Do that know? Do that when the kids are at the other household or at sleepovers. Right. And but there's, no, dis- the there's not even a... Dis- you don't need to discuss dating unless it's serious. I guess right. that's my point. Yeah, that was my point too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Anyways. Do yeah. you have to go talk to the kids after this? Yeah. <laughs> and you, honey. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, I just think you need to be, uh, yeah, open, honest. Yeah. I agree. So. All right. But you, you had kind of a different take on it. I totally did. But you know what? So I, I don't, I no, don't, I, I think your, you have to do what's right for you, you know, and you have to do what's right for your kids. Yeah, but I also see your side of it. I mean, so there isn't really truly one right way to do this. It's, and every kid's going to take it different, That's, right? Yeah, every, every kid, kid is different. You, every situation's different. Your situation's probably so much different than our situation, or it could be just the same, you know, but you will know in your heart what feels right to do. Yeah. And do that. Do the best for your children in your situation. And what you know is going to go over the best for them. Right. And also, it it matters how your relationship is with your children. You know, we're both extremely close to our kids. So yeah. I can talk to my kids about anything, you know. <laughs> Mommy's going to go get laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that anything. <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, I, I can talk. We, we talk to our kids about, we were very close. Right. I think this would be more difficult if you had kind of a strained relationship or... Your divorce ended because you had an affair and now your kids are really angry with you. Yeah. Um, and then you want to go date. I can see where that would be more of a tricky situation. What do you suggest? But that's that? kind of in, in that tricky situation. That's kind of the slow burn. Like it is. But know. then also I feel like honesty can be respected. You know, people may your kids may <laughs> My not children. Yeah. I think yeah. that if your kids at the end when they're adults, right. a lot of what we do as parents isn't appreciated until. Yeah, Ever. We, yeah, no, but yeah, like when they're married, 20s, children 30s, have yeah. when they're live doing life on their own, they will understand. Okay. And so, I think the payback, the payoff of the hard stuff comes later, and you just got to wait it out. But I think at the end of the day, if your kids know that you were always honest with them, that you always respected them by being honest with them, yeah. I think that counts for way more than lying to them, omitting information and having them always wonder or because kids will make up stuff in their head yeah. too and fill in their own blanks. Well, you know what? And, and it's far worse normally than what's actually going well, on. You know what? In how small some Oh, we're back. How small some cities can be and uh towns can be and True story. how how close social media puts everyone together now that They probably already know. Well, you know what? <laughs> But I was going to bring up another point that the other household might already kind of know something Mm. and might start hinting things off because they're trying to get their, you know, claws in somehow and their wedge in between somehow. And that can always play a big factor too. So always, you know, kind of be aware of what you tell your kids and also listen to what your kids are hearing and what they're telling you. Yeah. And better your truth come from you. Yeah. Than somebody else speaking your truth on your behalf because people are more than happy to do so. Um, And that's no fun. At least if your kids are armed with your truth, they can at least feel good about you being honest with them. So that's kind of where we're landing on that topic. All right. right, Moving on. Um, on. How do you help kids through accepting that their parents are moving on? Kind of goes along with what we were just talking totally about. Does. You know, if you get pushback from your kids and they aren't ready for you to move on and you're ready for you to move on, right. or they're having a hard time accepting that you are wanting to date, you're wanting to get married, 
how, how do you, what do you do? Do you, what do you do and how do you help your kids through that? A lot of it's just going to take time, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I've never been through it. You were too young to realize it, you know? So us going through that part of it, you know, from being the child in that relationship, I guess neither of us really have that kind of experience. So if any of you guys do as listeners, if you guys have been through this and have been in the situation where you're like, I know how to cope with this, please leave it in the comments or write us in because that is something that I feel like you and I could have better insight on. But being the parent going through something like this where our kids are, you know, looking at us starting to date and starting to form a relationship, um, all of our kids reacted differently in this situation when you and I started dating and forming our blended family. You know, um, the oldest, um, she was pretty easy going about it. Your oldest, he was pretty easy going about it. You know, he didn't have a lot of say or anything in it. He was, you know, just happy, lucky, you know, happy go lucky and was very accepting. Um, your youngest, I don't think really knew the difference. She just has always loved and accepted everyone. Yeah, truly. but she was two when I met her. So she was just loving and accepting and really to this day as far as pretty consistently though through her whole yeah life. and i was gonna say to this day as far as our blended family has gone her and i probably have the the best meshed blended family situation where me as her stepdad and her as my stepdaughter you know um she's the easiest one for me to discipline or joke around with or if I need to have a conversation with her as a stepdad, you know, versus you doing it to one of the other kids as a stepmom or me doing it to, you know, between your two kids as a stepdad, she's the easiest. Her and I have have the best bond, I guess, out of yeah. out of blending the families. Um, my son was a little bit more difficult because he was right at that age where he was kind of figuring everything out. He was um, young enough to be young and really naive but he was old enough to know things were changing. And I think what played a huge factor in that is, in that is um, when you and I started hanging out a lot, I had a lot more custody of him. We're 50-50 now, and, and obviously we co-parent now. We've talked about that, um, my ex and I. But at the time, um, I, I had him a lot more. And um, we were going through a really rough divorce and he saw it. He, he was the one that really witnessed the whole just down and dirty divorce. I don't know. He just happened to have his, you know, ear to the wall and eyes open to everything going on. And he really saw everything going on. So I think he was also torn a lot between the two households because he was going back and forth you know, whereas my daughter wasn't coming back and forth as much. She was with her mom a lot more because she is technically my stepdaughter. Um, but um, she was not going back and forth as much as he was. And then he was getting put in between it. And then just <laughs> just the type of kid he is, too. You know, he he was paying attention to everything. So he's been the one that has had a little bit more struggle and has had the longest burn I would say as far as this really settling in and sinking in and some days are better than others, but it's not at a point now. It's way past the point now where he questions it, you know, in our family, but he's a lot more accepting, but he still has, um, I guess PTSD from the whole divorce situation. So some days are easier than others, you know, and, and those days are far and few between, that he has any type of struggle like that. Um, but divorce is hard for kids. You know, I, I, fortunately, I wasn't a product of divorce. You were, but you were too young. But like I said, if any of our viewers have been the child in a divorce situation and know um, what that feels like, you know, please comment or message us. Let us know because that can't be an easy thing to deal with. Yeah, and one mom had written in on this topic and said that her and her daughter have a journal that they actually write back and forth to each other in 
when hard topics come up or things that are difficult to discuss. And, um, you know, her daughter, too, is kind of ebbs and flows with being accepting of her mom dating and being in a relationship, but then she'll write in the journal every few weeks or something that she wishes that she'd be back with her dad and that she wishes she doesn't want her to see, she doesn't want her mom to see this guy anymore. Um, And so I think, again, kids have to have the, I mean, you you can't tell someone how to feel. You kind of just got to let kids feel what they're going to feel. Um, and so I told her like, just be a safe space for your child to come tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, don't make them feel bad for wanting you back together with their mom or dad, you know, don't make them feel bad or guilty for wanting their family back together. That's a very natural, it's a very natural thing to want. Yeah. You know what? And just like women, just like women want men to just listen sometimes. You know, when they vent, I feel like children are a lot of the same way, you know, especially if it's a, if it's a young lady, you know, if you're, if it's your daughter, you know, yeah, give her that same respect. Just listen, let her vent, you know, if she has questions, give her honest answers. Right. So I just told her like, you know, the thing is, is it does take time. Like you pointed out and as long as you're consistent, you know, you're consistently in this relationship, you're not relationship hopping. You know, you're consistently there for her. You're consistently listening to her. I think that after a while, you know, she'll come around, but it just takes time and it takes patience and every kid's very different. Yeah. So I think that when you're trying to help a child come to terms with, you know, their parents moving on, it's kind of in their own time. You can't force a kid to be over it, you know, just like I remember when even, and this is not a kid situation, but when you and I were friends um, and you would tell me all the crazy stuff that was going on with your ex and how she wanted, she'd come back around and want to be with you again. And you were so conflicted and you really, you never wanted your family broken up. You right. always tried to the very, 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 I mean, she's the one that ended up walking away, right? Mm-hmm. You tried to the very end. Mm-hmm. And I saw that firsthand And then we're in a relationship and, you know, this is someone you've had in your life since childhood that you had to say goodbye to in every level, not just as a lover and a wife, but like also as a best friend, as just a partner, as a companion, as the mother of your child. I mean, you're saying more goodbyes than most people have to when they get divorced. And I always tried to keep that in mind. And I ask you guys this too, like, if you're in a situation like I was in with uh, somebody who has was with their childhood person, you know, who are we to say, who was I to say how long it would take you to get over that? Right. You know, I mean, how many, and so it, it kids too, who are we to say how long it's going to take them to get over something they've known their entire lives? Just because we moved on, We expect our kids just to be like, okay, mom's moved on, so I am too. (laughs) Right. And it's just not how it works. Right. And I think that you just have to let them feel, and, and, you know, they do have to, I mean, in our household, there's been times none of the kids, well, our sons, we'll leave our daughters out of it because they've done nothing, but our sons haven't been happy with the situation. Oh, yeah. Wished it was different. Right. You know, happy to be on our own. Let's just but, be the, let's just be us. But our sons are also a year and a half apart, you know? Yeah. But, my, they, but they both went through kind of the same thing at the same, close to the same time in life. Yeah. Where I feel like that's a very big point of learning for them. Um, mine was what, five years of six and a half? Mine was seven. Seven, you know? Yeah. So mine was five and a half. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that real kids are starting to understand and starting to get it at that point in time. But I mean, even since then, since they're older, you know, I just think that kids need to, oh, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. You know, they, yeah. What I think what you're trying to say is they really just need to be able to feel and vent and their feelings be okay without us telling them, telling them that their feelings are wrong and 
let them feel and they're and they're gonna roller coaster they're gonna yeah and this is another lesson you need to teach your kids too you know I feel like when you move on with somebody and you decide to blend your family and you decide to get married and do that you're doing that feeling it's in the best interest of everyone right right you're not marrying someone I mean it is just for you but it's also like are my kids gonna be bettered by being in this marriage by blending our family you know if you're not doing that that's a mistake. So if you truly believe that your decisions are bettering for your kids and for yourself, then you just have to stay true to your convictions and stay consistent in what you're doing. And while you do allow them to have their opinions and feelings, you know, you don't allow them to sway your moods, sway what you're going to do. I mean, the amount of power that they learn they have over you will be wreak havoc in your marriage and in your blended family you know the more that kids learn to manipulate you and I think kids learn to manipulate you honestly yeah they see they're genuinely sad they're genuinely mad they're genuinely whatever feeling and you react oh I won't see that person anymore oh or okay well maybe they won't you know maybe I should rethink this marriage and they automatically are like whoa that worked I have power here and kids learn that. And so it's a very thing. You have to be stoic. You have to be stoic in your decisions that you're doing the best for them that you can and what you believe is best for your family. Also being empathetic that they may not be willing to let go. And it's a fine line to straddle, but I think to successfully help kids get there um, as best as you can. You kind of have to pay attention and straddle that line as best as you can. Does that make sense? No, that's very sound advice. Like, yeah. How'd you get so smart? I've lived a lot of life, done a lot of therapy. <laughs> done a lot child, of therapy. Child of divorce, <laughs> a very messy one. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a shirt that we that we could that we could use oh, for you, like a uh, therapy professional or <laughs> I need I need to think of a I'm gonna think of a good saying for this. It's gonna be this week's shirt. Okay. I'm gonna come up with something great. Someday. You guys we we are starting some sort of line. Oh yeah. And I actually I have I have some news to tell you about after this podcast that will fill our listeners in. So listen for the big news coming up. I don't even know what it is, so she I can't no be excited. This was like a one AM email working out some stuff. Anyways, okay. Next topic. Moving along, how do you cope when you want to? Oh, never mind. We're not going there yet because oh. this next topic just ties in with the other two. Okay. What do you do if your children or child does not like the person you're dating, or doesn't like the person you've already married? Mm. Now I know that's kind of two topics because if you're dating someone or you're married to someone, it's a different commitment level, right? You know, but the heart of it is. Figure out why they don't like this person. Do they not like this person because they have, um, you know, just they 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 still love you and their other parent together? You know, do they not like this person because they have valid reasons? And you know, deep down inside, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be hanging out with this person. They're no good, you know, but. I met them at the bar, and that was a good night. It's <laughs> like the should, second time you brought up a bar. That you shouldn't have told them about. To a bar? I don't drink. Well, you keep mentioning bars. I'm just saying. So that's where that's saying. where single people of age. I know where your mind is. That's where bar. single people of age meet people. Like, really? Well, except for me. I didn't meet any of my husbands in a bar. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, gutter hopping. Let's go gutter hopping. Are you gutter? No. Trash? Is that what you're calling yourself? Anyways. Dang it. Off topic. So Apparently it's where single people meet each other as at bars. And gutters. And gutters. Yeah. <laughs> it is raining. Bowling. We should go gutter. outside and see what's washing down. That'd be a good thing. Okay, so kids have their feelings, and you usually can tell the difference. Like if, if a kid is not liking the person that you're dating or your spouse – for valid reasons, you usually deep down inside know what those reasons are. And you're like, yeah, I understand this, you know, or are their reasons selfish to them? 
Because kids can be extremely selfish. No. And, and are those reasons, you know, just something that they need to work through? And a lot of times, it's something that we can't even help them through. You just have to let time take its course and work them through this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, because I, a lot of blended families are split up right. by this very thing. Kids come between marriages all the time in blended right. families and they have, they can make your life miserable to the point you can't take it anymore. Yeah. And I think you, like I've said this before, you have like a built in insulation for your own kids. Unfortunately, step parents just don't uh, come equipped with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truly. Yeah. And so, um, no one can get under my skin more than my own kid. <laughs> yeah. But you're never going to like, Distance yourself from your own kid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah. but you know, so, um, but they, but they really like having said that I totally see how kids can come between the person you're dating or your spouse and drive a wedge. And back to your point that you made a minute ago, if you give them the power to do so and they feel like they have power by doing or saying or acting certain ways that brings in such a different dynamic and element that it's going to stick with them, giving them that type of power over you. And you just, at the end of the day, have to remember, I'm the parent. This is my decision. Mm -hmm. They have to live with this. Yeah. And I think you really need to start, like you said, but step one, you need to know who you're dating before you get married. So you need to be able to sit down by yourself and be, is this person I'm dating a good person? And Am think I about a good that. Person? <laughs> deep down, dig deep down inside and ask yourself, "Am I being a good person?" Yeah, but if you're dating, I mean, I, you know who you're dating, and if you don't know who you're dating, then don't marry them until you do. That's true. Yeah, you know, and if you know if you're at peace that you're dating someone that's really good for you and really good for your kids, then your kids do need to learn at some point to respect you and your relationship. And that's a very hard thing because kids don't want to respect new marriages. Um, kids don't want to respect new relationships because kids on some level feel like it's um, dishonoring their other parent or they're just not ready to accept it yet. And I just think that if, if you're at peace with it, and, you know, Eric's really, really, that's awesome advice. You should listen to kids. Kids are very, kids are on the outside of a relationship and they can see a lot that you don't. You know, they might bring very valid well, points other than to your, the surface that you should be like, oh. Yeah, even more so that. than your parents. I feel like your parents can be brutally honest with you. But even more so, I feel like your children just don't have that part to not tell you something. Like my kid can be the most brutally honest person over anybody, over you, over my parents. I'm extremely close with my parents, my mother. And my kid will tell me flat out, you know, where even my mom would have tiptoed around something. You know, your kids are brutally honest with you usually. So listen yeah. to them. Yeah. And then, you know, does you have to, you're the adult, obviously. You discern what they have to say. And they only see, they don't see your relationship behind closed doors. You know, they only see their relationship truly like People act differently around different dynamics. You know, you might find people act differently when all the kids are around than they do when you guys are alone. Um, and so I think, oh, that's just a hard one. If your kid doesn't like your spouse and you're already married to them, um, I would attempt a heart-to-heart -heart with your kid. I would attempt to communicate with your kid. I would definitely lay out boundaries and respect. You know, I... I, I this is something that was set up in our house. Like we don't have to, this is what I was going to say about our boys. It matters less to me that they like this at this point. I do respect a respect. I do expect a respectful household. Okay. If Jared doesn't like me, a lot of people don't. <laughs> Mostly at work. But at, in my home, I will be respected. Right. You know, you don't have to overly love me and hug me and call me mom and, 
you know, all the things, but you're not going to get to be called mom. I get to be called daddy. But, but you know, like you need to, you need to expect a basic level of respect in your home for your spouse to keep them safe. Same thing. You know, if Cole doesn't like you, oh, well, you know, what we're going to do, he needs to basic respect our relationship. I, you know, our marriage and respect our home and respect you in our home. I am not okay with any of the kids disrespecting you or my kids. Right. No, all, all of them. But you know what you we're going to do? We're going to sit down and we're going to do like a spy cam video. The oh, kids don't know it's God. being recorded. And I'm going to have an honest conversation with <clears> the kids <throat> and demand that they call me daddy. <laughs> and we're just going to see how it goes. And then we're going to post it for all the viewers. What no, do you guys, that's like what a do you guys mind think? fuck. Don't do that. <laughs> I didn't even have time to press my button. <laughs> No, I'm not okay with that. We'll tell them afterwards. That's mine fucking in the... Oh my gosh. Should I just leave the button on? Yeah. It's what it is. That is... Guys, leave a comment if we should make this video. Would this video be funny? Obviously, my sense of humor... Is not my sense of humor. Is funnier than your sense of humor. Yes, you're so funny. Funny, funny. I'm going to get another t-shirt made that says, I'm not with funny. (sighs) Yes, we all know how you feel about me. (laughs) Um, Do we? (laughs) So let's move. This is a good segue into our next topic. How do you cope when you want to walk away from your blended family? Don't laugh. Okay. This is a serious topic. Uh huh. No, I mean, no, you know what? In so many, so many support groups. Okay. Probably. And we have our own support group and it hasn't happened in ours yet, but I belong to like stepmom support groups and you know, whatever. And thousands of people are in these groups. right? Right. 10 times a day, if I were to scroll through, you see a stepmom or a mom. It's usually women. But men too, men too, men just don't belong to groups as much. That they're like, I am just so done today. At their wit's end. I'm so done today. I don't want to be here anymore. This is so much harder than I thought it was ever going to be. I didn't sign up for this. I hear, I read that a lot. That is why second marriages have a 70 percent failure rate. rate yep yeah and then you want to hear another really funny statistic that i heard <laughs> and i don't know if this is real or not so funny but i heard 65 percent of the time it's the women that cheat on the man but 80 percent of the time it's the man's fault <laughs> is that not an amazing statistic it's funny it's yes, I know. Anyways, it's so funny. Yeah, but you know what? I get it. Like, and I know you get it because there's sometimes I feel like both of us have had days where we're like, <laughs> "What the hell are we doing?" Or months or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. last year and a half. You know what? Being in a blended family is honestly the biggest trial to your patience, and for so many different reasons. But there are times where. You need to step up, and there are times where you need to step back. Okay, I got a funny. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I found a shirt. Okay. (laughs) I'm in a blended family, dot, dot, dot. I swallow, dot, dot, dot. And then on the back, you put sand. Oh. Get it? I swallow Uh sand. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Why don't you think I'm funny? I think it's hilarious. Why don't the be such a funny shirt? Yes. Who wants that shirt? Like stepmom, I swallow, and then on the back you put sand. Leave comments in, <laughs> leave comments on YouTube if you want We're the first so one of these shirts. This inappropriate shirt. Yeah. All right, yeah. But anyway, I mean, I feel like uh, that's what we're you're... gonna pick someone that says they want the shirt. We're gonna pick one and we're gonna give it away. Okay. If they comment. Um, but that's what a blended family is. You're swallowing so much sand all the yeah. time. That's how I feel. Do you feel like that? Yeah, like I just Biting said. Biting your tongue, swallowing time, sand. Yeah. You need to step up, but you also need to be able to step back. And it's and it's yeah. finding that fine line and knowing when to do both. You know, it's never time to just completely be stepped up and there's never time to just completely be stepped back and reserve. You have to constantly Fine line. Is <laughs> yeah. that it is. It's like I walk the line. Another right. shirt for blended families. Oh my gosh. I we walk just have the shirts line. flying out the wazoo. Yeah. It's true though. It's 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 a tightrope we're on, you know, it's the eggshell thing. You know, you're not alone if you feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. With all your stepkids, time. with your spouse. With your exes. 
Yeah. <laughs> X's, I, I, X's I mean, are one of those that I feel like I'm constantly walking on eggshells with because I've gotten to that point where co-parenting is good and I don't want that to go away. But you don't want to be a pushover, but you you, you just learn to feel it out. But it's, it's a hard. I'm constantly walking on eggshells about it, just trying to make everything good. Anyways. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of moving pieces. Um, every metaphor you can think of juggling plates, spinning on, you know, sticks and it's, I want to see you do that. I can't, I would fail. Maybe we do that for dishes from now on. Mom's juggling plates. Yeah. Paper plates. So when you feel like you want to give up. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've all been there. We all have our bad days. Um, if you're married and you're committed, the best thing you can do for your kids, if you're not in an abusive situation, I feel like I always have to say that. If there's abuse and you're miserable, you need to go. If your kids are in harm's way, you need to go. Yeah. All right? Um, but if, if everyone's safe and it is just really hard, the best thing you can do for your kids is just... Day by day, stick it out. You've committed to it, and they need the consistency. They need the structure. You know, you are modeling them for them what marriage is still, and marriage is not about walking out when things get tough. And um, Just like anything in life, if you can get through it and you can overcome it, and, hey, we're getting hearts blown, thank you. And you can really, if you can just get over things, and learn from them and become stronger and just rise up together. It's only going to make your marriage stronger. It's going to make your kids knowledge of marriage and relationships stronger. And it's going to be just better for everyone. Yeah. You're going to have those days where you just want to walk away. You're going to have probably more of those days sometimes than you don't. Or a month, you know, it can be. And kids also know the kids go in stages. A lot of people want to walk out because their stepkids are really effing difficult. But or know your that, own kids. Or your own kids, <laughs> but you can't get away from your own kids. I mean, can you? <laughs> can't divorce your kids. Can you? Um, you know, I, but I understand too, keep in mind, I think it's just all about perspective, right? You know, kids go through stages, they grow, they change. Um, if you're raising them right, you're raising them to grow up, move out, be independent, have their own lives. And I think that that is, hopefully we haven't reached that yet, but you know, then you can have a season, a different season in your marriage, a different season in life where things might calm down a little bit more. Um, kids mature. And if you're providing a consistent, safe space for them and modeling what a good marriage is and modeling structure and, and boundaries and respect that does matter to them. And it really messes kids up when you walk away. Yeah. You know, well, and it also just teaches them that it's okay just to walk away from things. And with our kids, you know, at least for you and I, we instill in them that if you sign up for something, if you're part of a sports team, if you sign up for a club at school, yeah, you know, if you commit to something, you're going to see it through. Yeah. Now you, it means that you might not have to, you know, for instance, soccer, you know, a kid signs up for soccer, you know, it might be terrible. They're, (laughs) they're, they're running the opposite way, kicking goals for the other team, sitting down, picking daisies and flowers in middle of the game. And they're just not enjoying it, but they're going to see it through. Now you don't have to go come play next time, but just like this, you know, we teach them the same values that we yeah. have. You signed up for this, you're going to see it through. Yeah, true story. And if you're only dating and it's this tough while you're dating, I promise you it does not get better, right? If you're not happy with, if you can't live with things how they are now and you're dating, cohabitating, all these issues more than likely are going to either get worse before they get better or stay the same. I mean, miracles do happen and everything's so different, but you need to be okay with the fact, should things never change? Am I good with this forever? Right. And if things do need to change, 
make sure that they change before you get married. Even if you have to put it off, even if the cake's already paid for and the dress is already purchased, it's worth putting it off. Yep. Anyways. True story. I think most people listening to this are probably already at that point (laughs) where they're just like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of dating couples, though, that I've come across lately in our blended life world. Welcome, you guys. Yeah. All right. Um, So this is something that we had someone write in on our blended life group about, and it's something that I was actually wanting to talk about anyway, and it was just like, this is an awesome connection of or intersection of me and others wanting to discuss this topic. So (laughs) extracurricular activities are a bitch (laughs) in my world with my children. Yeah. You have your own issues and you can talk about them or not, but. (laughs) Oh, extracurricular. Yes. Yes. With extracurricular activities. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, but it is so hard when you, when your kids have to miss out on a hobby or an extracurricular activity because the other parent cock blocks them. Yeah. And. What do you mean by cock blocks? So for my, well, my daughter dances. Okay. It's a fight since day one. Okay. It was, and we have it in our agreement that we have to agree on all extracurricular activities. Mind you, she's nine years old. And so I have my own theories why my ex-husband doesn't want my daughter to dance. I asked my daughter's stepmom why my ex-husband didn't want her to dance and she couldn't give me an answer. There's nothing but goodness about dance. So, um, it's, but there's always been a lot of pushback. And there's always been a lot of fighting and always been a lot of guilt tripping on my daughter's side. There's been a lot of, you know, putting down dance and making my daughter feel bad about wanting to dance and then not letting her dance and only letting her dance this type of dance. And, you know, I'm always having to, like, ask for permission and and, and pay for everything well, anyway. Um, you know, and it's just always a struggle to get the extracurricular thing in my life with my kids to be okay, you know, not providing rides to like, if it's on my time, I'm not taking her. So that's been an issue for me. Right. So now I'm trying to squeeze everything that my daughter wants her to do. My daughter wants to do, or I am like, I want her to try this. You know, I have to squeeze it in on my already half short time because it's such a struggle or I get yelled at or, not yelled at, but I get pushed back a lot or made to feel guilty if he, if he has to take her or their family's put out because one night one night every other week they have to take her somewhere. Yeah. Like how, I can't believe I have to take her one night a week every other week. You know, it's just that kind of thing. And the, it's... The emails are pretty incredible sometimes, I've got to admit. Yeah, the reasoning... And so, and so I, uh, someone wrote in on our blended life support group, you can go read the text and she posted about her ex and trying to make her feel guilty that her son's playing sports and he, you know, which is only good for, he doesn't want her son to play sports because it takes away time that he could be spending one-on-one with him. Yeah. But my rebuttal to that is, you know. (laughs) Go help. Oh, go go be there. Show up. Well, like coach. Kids be team mom, dad, you know, sit on the sit on the sidelines. I have, I mean, as you and most of you know, I coach hockey. I've coached hockey for a long, long time. I've played for 34 years. Um, it's my thing. I don't go to the gym. I don't do anything but play hockey. It's the only thing I enjoy doing. <laughs> Physical exercise, hockey, let's do this. Um, So I have parents that'll come out. I have at least one dad. There's there's quite a few dads, but I have at least one dad that's at every single practice, every single game, and he's like, what can I do? What can I help with? What can I bring? And he's just there for whatever we need. Then there's the other dads that... um, they kind of hover, and if you need something, they'll help you, but they're always around. They're always at the games. And then there's a few other parents that 
I couldn't tell you what kid you belong to, you know? And mind you, this is a travel league where I'm like, I don't see them that often. They drop their kids off. The kids go back, get in the car and they leave. You know, it's really, it's not that bad, but you know, the parents aren't around as much, um, which is okay. I mean, I'm sure that they have other things going on and that's a good time for them to go do things. And they want a break. And they just want a break. And that's okay too. But if you're looking for time to spend with your kids, yeah, sports is a great time to spend with your kids. You're getting exercise. They're getting exercise. You get your yeah. little endorphins going. Well, I mean, this da- this this problem is that the dad lives in like three hours away. Oh, and so hard. yeah, so he's a weekend warrior dad, right, right? You know, and so Saturday games are hard because you know, yeah. you know what? But here's my thing. Okay. Okay, kids did not sign up for divorce. That's what I was going. And kids should not be punished because you are divorced. It, you know, like extracurricular activities, sports, hobbies are all a really essential, important part of kids' growth and development. You know, all the lessons they learn, the physical exercise they get, the teamwork, the coordination, the fine motor skills, the gross motor skills. Um, the learning to deal with authority and take direction and learn to win or lose. Yes. Competitiveness too. I mean, it's a, it's just an important part of childhood and for any parent to wish to take that away from their child because they're tired or selfish or don't want to drive or we're divorced now and it's my time and you know, me, me, me. I think that that does such a disservice to your child you know, if your child wants to be outside and active or doing something that is good for their body instead of playing video games or, um, you know, watching TV or whatever, like, why are we not? Yeah. Let me do whatever I can to help support you to be awesome and to learn and have your mind open to so many possibilities. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, and now you are in a divorce situation, you are in a blended family. It's not as easy as if it was biological mother-father parenting. Like, you now have a struggle. It's now going to be harder. You now have more cooks in your kitchen. You know, you have to learn to step up and step back. You need to learn to work with situations. And sometimes the situation isn't going to be ideal for your situation. Sometimes you just need to bite the bullet and be like, all right, I'm going to need to drive every other weekend and watch my kid play their sport, and then we're going to get in the car, and then we're going to drive back three hours, and I need to do this twice a month. Well, it's comical to me when people... See, this is also, and I don't know this, I don't remember, I feel like I should know the situation, and I don't in this particular woman-man situation, but this is a huge reason it's really hard to move away from the bio-parent. You know, there has to be some responsibility there. I mean, my mom moved me and her and I am calling her out, but this is something that she Boom. we have we have talked about. But it was really my mom moved me six hours away from my dad as a young child. And so that was her choice. And she has her reasons that she really stands by. And, you know, now that I'm a divorced mom, I I understand more. As a child, I didn't understand. And I still don't understand because it kind of robbed me of having my dad be able to be there. My dad didn't move away. My mom moved me away. Hashtag daddy issues. But yeah, but this was my mom's doing. And so, and I've made peace with her with it. It is what it is. But, you know, when you move away from a biological parent, this is a casualty another casualty that, you know, your kids have to deal with. I mean, I hated being in a car. For six hours yeah, to go not, see my dad. Yeah, the parent has to travel, you know, maybe six hours but every so does other the week. Kid. But now the kid has to travel 12 hours. The kid gets twice that, you know, and you're the one in the car all the and, time. And, and now what? What do, what do you know about me? What do I hate? Anything. I hate moving. car drive. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but you like, do. I, you... I, I won't oh. cuss, but I oh, freaking now you won't hate being in the car she does but that's because my entire childhood was back and forth six hours holidays weekends vacations whatever it was and I was so over it It, it, I 
I just have had more car rides than I cared to, to have. So also think about that, you know, moving away from your significant other or your ex and the bio parent sometimes is necessary, I guess, I guess every, but if you don't have to, I think it's not good for the kids. And this is one of the reasons why I don't have a situation with my ex who's just, yeah, I'll, I'll just do it now. It's just hard. Like, it's not even about me. It's about, you know, it's about the kids and it doing totally what's is. best for them. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's not asking too much. And if she wants to dance, I just am like, let her, let her do something that's good. Let her do something that's active. You know, if she loves it. Um, she loves pasta. So she needs to love dance. <laughs> so she needs to love dance. <laughs> so anyway, I just know that the extracurricular thing can be tricky to navigate. And I'm just more venting than anything. You can't control the other person. So isn't, I don't really have venting large. O- yeah. Yeah. My only advice and what I've had to learn, if you have a situation like mine is you have to be crafty. So I found dance classes since it was going to be an issue and I didn't want the fight, even though I had the fight because some dance classes ended up one dance class ended up on his day. Right. Every other. Well, on half of his day, z- I don't know. You have to be crafty and kind of find things that fall on your days. And you, you know, you have to think outside the box. So like my daughter also not allowed to play hockey because she really wanted to play hockey. My ex put a squash on that, said, no, she can't play hockey. Again, I have a lot of theory. The reason I got was he didn't want her playing with boys. And mind you, this is when they were like, she was like little. (laughs) Six, little, little. Like little to the ground and would have been full padding. So if she fell and like boys aren't even strong at that age. It was like little, Boys aren't even strong as teenagers. Yeah, I mean, until they get into high school. But like junior high kids are tiny. So she wasn't allowed to play hockey, but she really wanted to try it. So she wasn't allowed. So, But she still went out with you guys a couple times and got to like. Yeah, we've taken her to clinics and. So you just kind of got to like if they she wants to be exposed to something. And then if she had really been like, I love this. I have to play it. She didn't. Uh, I mean, kind of. She Anytime that I ask her if she wants to, you know, like she does have an interest. But she also she's also the kid with zero driving interest at points in time. She's just she's just our sloth. <laughs> she just likes to be there. But she she chills. likes dance. Yeah, Just but she's kidding. not like overdrivey about it. She loves it when she's there. She loves hockey when she's there, but she would rather just be watching TV, eating pasta. <laughs> she just wants to hang out, and yeah. she's okay with but that. But she's happy to be. But she's happy when she's, she's happy to be dancing. She likes. She's it. so excited when yeah. she's dancing. She always looks forward to so. her shows coming up. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Like they just they don't get overly excited about some things until they're doing it. They don't know they love it until they're doing it. Yeah. Anyways. Moving on. Birthday parties. Um, We're going to wrap up really quick and just touch on this because somebody had written in again on our Blended Life support group. If you guys aren't part of our Blended Life support group on Facebook, go join it and then interact with each other. I don't want it all to be us writing in and giving advice. You know, it's it's a group where we help each other out. I need help sometimes. He needs help sometimes. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and you guys can give feedback and share what you do, too. So go check it out. Join it. Connect. Um, I often will pull from their topic ideas for our podcast. So birthday parties is on there. Go go write down what you guys do in your family. Birthday parties. Um, We do not celebrate birthday parties with our exes and our kids. Right. And I think that's a I think that's a good line to draw. Because it's for our family, for our situation, but even like bringing your ex over for dinner or going over to their house for dinner and, you know, going to their house to tuck the kids in like, no, you guys are divorced. The tie has been, you know, it's been cut, like, let it be, get your own traditions now, get your own birthday parties now, if that's the way it's going to be and let it be. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to confuse the kids 
And yeah. like we talked about at the beginning of this, the kids are going to just be pulled in both directions. We're going to lose Instagram in about 40 seconds. So by Instagram, guys. you're going to have to hop on YouTube to finish. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know families and my, I, I've been a part of a family actually before that everyone celebrated together. And I think if you guys can do that, that's wonderful. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything again. I I don't, I think that's only better for everyone with our exes and our person. Like for us, it is better for us to keep it separate. Um, I feel, I feel like both of our situations, we don't love it, but I also, I don't think that if someone were to say, in five years from now or 10 years from now, you guys are going to be able to have birthday parties all together. I, I, I could kind of believe that. Like, yeah, we all, none of us truly hate each other, or at least most of us don't truly hate each other, you know? But I'm like, when it comes to graduation and it comes to weddings, I don't see there being an issue with either no, of us we can wedding, be in the same space i mean space. those are weddings and graduations are different than birthday For parties sure. that come every year um so us we do it separately yeah that works for us that makes it we're comfortable with that i don't think anyone our exes or i don't think anyone involved in either of our families or you know involved would be comfortable right now we're just not there yeah, that's it what I'm saying. It would be awkward yeah. to be uncomfortable. The kids would be like, this is awkward. This is uncomfortable. Um, and if it, there'd and be it's not no right. interactions. We're not friends with our with our exes or our kids' step-parents. And so there's, you know, if you have those connections, that's great. If not, don't feel bad about that. You know, celebrate your kids. Kids are happy usually with two celebrations yeah. anyway. Twice the parties, twice the gifts. Or if you guys split it every other year. You know, we do that. Yeah. Like my son and I, I'm like, well, you have your birthday party at mom's house this year. We'll do something nice with our family. And then the next year, you know, we'll do something for you, you know, and, and however that works out. But, um, some, some people have two birthday parties. Other people have one birthday party one year, one birthday party the next year. Yeah. And somebody else or somebody was, um, same comment actually on our group page was like, you know, do all the kids get the same treatment on birthdays? I think every kid's really, really different. My son doesn't care about birthday parties. So we don't have birthday party. We have like a family dinner. Yeah. That's and him. He's great with that. But that's his personality. And that's his choice. Yeah. So he doesn't have birthday parties. Your son has a birthday party either. He, but he celebrated. Yeah, both. Yeah, he did something with his cousins at his mom's house this year. Yeah, they, went, they went to like a uh, miniature golfing yeah, exactly. go-kart thing. Go-karts, yep. Yeah. And then had a sleepover at our house. So he got kind of two birthday yeah. parties. Um my daughter she wants princess but not, not My daughter not is the center of life. Like she just she wants to be on stage. She wants My daughter's very like Look celebrate me, me yeah. all day long every day yeah thank you she she's a girl from. yeah she's a girl she's your girl she's <laughs> your mother's granddaughter celebrate me every day <laughs> um no but so she's little still she's the youngest and she's the prince she's the baby um but what i do know is she doesn't really have birthday parties at her dad's house um he doesn't really have her friends over ever this is what i'm told um, so she has birthday parties every year here because she doesn't ever get that. Her dad doesn't do that for her. So regardless if I have her on her birthday or not, we usually try to throw her some sort of party, but she's also the kid with the most friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a social butterfly she between school and dance. And when she was doing Awanas and, you know, she's in the most activities and doing the, you know, she's. She's made a lot of friends and she really loves people and loves those connections more than any of our other children who live in our home, you yeah. know? So I, every, so my point is our kids all get, I guess, celebrated a little bit differently, but we listen to their needs and their wants and they're all happy. I've never had any of our children be like upset in the morning. What we do for our kids is we always decorate the house for them. The night before. So yeah. our tradition is, and even if they're gone, well, 
as the kids have gotten older, we haven't done it so much when they're not here because they're just getting older. But if they're in our home and they are spending the night, the night before their birthday, when they wake up, the house is decorated with balloons and streamers and banners or. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun thing. It it is. You know, I mean, remember one time Eric put streamers. (laughs) I think Annabelle was turning four and he put streamers all like little short strips all across her door. (laughs) She couldn't get out. So in the morning when she opened her door, her door was just completely covered in streamers and she couldn't get out. She had to run through it and break through it. Which she loved. Which she loved, but so fun. Um, So, I mean, traditions that even if you don't have your kids on their actual birthday, you know, I would do something. Then they all look forward to that. They all want the house decorated for them. Yeah. You know. So that's a very short snippet on birthdays in our home. Yeah. Let us know what your traditions are in your home. Because that's one of the fun things about blended families is making those new traditions. And usually when we start into our blended families, we're getting a little bit older. We're getting a little bit wiser. And we've seen a lot more things. And we can have a lot more fun with traditions. So let us know what your traditions are for birthdays and Christmas and everything. And Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to thumbs up and like this. And if you're listening to this on podcast, leave a review. Give those five-star reviews that it'll only let you give. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Write us in. Ask your questions. Yeah. We love to hear from you. If you guys mention a shirt that we brought up tonight in our comment, we might pick you and send it. Yeah. Which one do you You want to see? You might be the first one and for free. That's it. Yeah. And we've got a lot of new exciting things coming up. So subscribe, like. Follow, stay tuned, and we'll be back next Thursday. Bye, you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great life. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.